this is Slashers, and that's right, it's, it's thanks gorging. So I hope you guys all have your morbidly obese family members coming down gorging the food here because we've got Slashers podcast for you, and you'll be eating yogurt, turkey, stuffing, you know, Thanksgiving goodies here. Yeah, but besides the point here, I'm getting all hungry and everything. We've got my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Aid and Jake. Why don't you guys say hello to the MGBs, the mutant goons from beyond? Hey, mutant goons. It's Aid. I hope everybody's enjoying our thanks gorging this month. And no, that was not me that burped on the last episode. I just had to put that out there. Yes. The caveat. That was a soundbite at my behest. And so Aid and I, while she was showing me the commercial that she had created, I was like, that really needs like a thing so that it doesn't just blend back into the episode, like a percussive note. It needs a burp. And so we're walking through over the phone sound bites, and it's the most disgusting belch I've ever heard in my life. And I felt like retching while I'm driving in the carpool lane with my HOV. And yeah, the rest is history. We're going to have more of those little soundbite kind of things. If you like them, let us know. If you don't like them, too fucking bad because we're going to start banking them and have a bunch of them. And I'm going to do weird, annoying voices because I am Jake. And uh, if, if you like that stuff, maybe we'll do a Slasher's uh, YouTube video of mukbanging. So I'm that's the big thing now. I want to sit down and eat and gain 300 pounds. Oh, ew, like the avocado boy. Yeah, where he just eats, he's like, mm, this is good. I like the Takis. Mm, I'm going to eat Takis with shrimp sauce. And, and you just sit there and get paid and you complain that you're gaining weight. I mean, Takis are fucking delicious, though. Like, that needs to be said. So just as a caveat, we are not anti-Taki. We're anti-gorging yourself to the point where you're going to literally die. Yeah, no, He, you should see what he looked like before. And you know I what I saw. mean? It's, he looked yeah. like the kid from uh, who, Spleen. What's the kid from Jimmy Neutron? Sheen. Sheen, yeah, Sheen. he looked like Sheen, and now he's like, like literally, he he looks like if you guys ever watched that show, Mister Pickles on cartoon or on uh, cartoon, it was like the five hundred pound uh, guy. He's like, hey, and he eats cars and stuff. So, no. yeah, no, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so hey, but no, seriously, if you guys want us to, we'll start some uh, slashers podcast uh, mukbanging and try to get uh, you know that YouTube money because that's a big thing. People sit down and eat ten cans of Nutella and get paid for it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, dude. There's the people who do the spicy stuff. I watched one guy. Literally, he just ate really spicy nuts. And I'm like, there's nothing proving that this is spicy nuts. He could have just like, you know, doctored it up and made it look like, you know, like maybe it's ketchup or is it Mm -hmm. ketchup? Are you ketchup people or ketchup people? Discuss. Well, mid Midwestern is catsup. I remember always seeing them like, what the fuck is this? Ugh. Is that is that ketchup or that's something different? Like I hear people say it, but is that like its own thing? It's tomato, yeah. tomato, potato, potato. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. call the whole thing off. Cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely not going to be gorging myself on camera. So you, get, I'm going to leave that up to the both of you. Have fun. Oh, dude, I will <laughs> fuck up some noodles. Maybe for the Patreon viewers, I got to say that that Jake's artwork for this month, uh, there was two versions. <laughs> There's the the, <laughs> the naughty version and then the version that we have available now. But I, I don't know. I like that naughty version because that's the first thing that popped up in my head when I saw that. I'm like, oh, gorging the balls. That's where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Mouth hanging open. <laughs> when Tilted Twain, the drumstick from the logo definitely looks like a nutsack. Oh, can we talk about nutsacks really quick? Yeah, go ahead. So my daughter got a, uh, a spinning top from school, right? And I, I did an amazing spinning top on the table. And my wife goes, wow, you're really good at that. 
And I admitted candidly, that is literally just a pinch and roll. And uh, that's why I'm good at spinning the top. Doug, can you spin a top? Wink, wink. I I mean, I can spin the top here. You just need a little WD-40, spin it and go. It's, uh, I, th- I think it's called the dreidel when it's circumcised, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that's oh only if you're circumcised, God. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Hanukkah's coming up. How fitting. Yeah, well, not to discriminate go. against the uncircumcised because your penis has a little cap on it. Just a little... You want to know what's funny? I know it's off topic, but uh, one of my friends, I won't announce who it is, but uh, I think they're around the same age. And he's like, yeah, you know, I know I'm going to, this is the 2021 year. I'm going to do a new me, new you. I'm like, oh, are you doing like a workout thing? No, I got an adult circumcision. <laughs> so I'm like an adult circuit. Jesus. Christ. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. But. Oh, yeah. The like health ramifications and stuff can be really tough, though, because that was something that I had debated with our son, like, you know. You can lose as much as like 30% of your nerve sensation in, in your penis and stuff. And there's not a whole lot of like medical science that supports it. And so I had like gone back and forth and did studies. But like one of the there, there's two things that really deterred me from allowing him to be sheathed was one. Apparently, there are rampant stories of kids who are told they are being cleaned and they're being abused. So that wasn't a thing. And then two was the fact that I've already forgot what I said because that uh, first one was so gross. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I understand for for little babies and stuff. But two was the fact that it hurts so bad for grown men. So give your friend condolences. You can give him some free Patreon bonus episodes if it it helps the balls. I think I will. I think I will. Because he's uh, yeah, he's probably going to be searing. Well, he's already searing in pain. I'm just like, yeah, I got to walk around with stitches. I got to pee out of a little hole. So I'm just like, oh, I will say (laughs) what what others have said to me. Pobrecito. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, well, speaking of pobrecito, what happened to Chocolate Chip Charlie in this film? Oh, my Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys both got it there. But I have this old uh, VHS, which I got to say. So so for you guys listening out there, we're talking about the stuff. That's right. The Larry Cohen film. And if you know Larry Cohen stuff, uh, I, he's a you know prolific filmmaker, you know, schlockmeister and all that. He's kind of like his own version of Roger Corman. But I got to say, like, like some of his films are just kind of boring. Here's here's the thing with this film, the stuff. So this is a movie where I love the first half. And yep. then the second half turns into like corporate espionage and like a almost like a 007 spinoff. And yep. I'm just like, no, this is not what I wanted. Like, look at this cover. Let me move here for you for you video viewers. This is the original VHS cover that I remember seeing in video stores everywhere. That looked horrifying. A family melting from yogurt in the refrigerator. Like, just think of all the horror you can do with killer yogurt. And I thought this would, was the movie for that. But it, it shifts. Like, the tone changes so quick. So for the people out there, this is a film that could really use a remake. Oh, yeah. But make it like really like almost like a cosmic horror, like this yogurt from space. You know, this is the stuff from Earth. But uh, yeah, so without going into that here, you know, we'll go back and forth here. And then what do you guys think about that main character guy? Like when I first seen him like this, is he even in the right movie? Like, does he even know what movie he's supposed to be doing? He looks like Charles Grodin, let me tell you. And I kept wanting the guy from Clifford to be our guy. This guy is not as clever. I don't think he's good, but he's a good everyman. I'll say that. How do you think? Well, the thing is, like, he's just he's like a cheap version of like a country Duke Nukem. That's why I felt like he was. He's like, dude, that's, that's really what, good. Yeah. Like when I see him, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, they, they call me uh, they call me Mo because I always want Mo. And, you know, he's the kind of guy that would go into a bar and try to pick up, do like, uh, you know, pick up chicks by saying like, like, damn, do you shit out of that ass? Like, <laughs> like that just seems like this type of stuff he would say. Oh, my God. 
Hey, girl. Well, I know you haven't pooped them drawers, though. but have you pooped lately? Out that ass. <laughs> yeah, so th- this guy, I don't know. He just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, he's, he, like you said, he's a good everyman, but for a leading guy, and then he wears like that suit with the cowboy boots and stuff. But um, I don't know. It's just a weird mix of – because Larry Cohen, I read into him that he was – he's kind of the director that the actors love because the actors could kind of do what they want. And he was like, oh, OK. That's good. We got, yep. we got about 10 more miniature film. So you do what you want. But yeah. So in a sense, this was a film that I remember seeing all over the video stores and I finally rented it. And when I was a kid, it was the same way. I loved the first half with the, the little the, – the kid – and the family, that's the best stuff of this movie, to be honest. And Chocolate Chip Charlie. Well, it's very Troll 2. Because I remember seeing yes. Troll 2 when I was a kid on, I think, my grandparents' HBO. I remember trying to tell people about it. Like, it's the movie where the kid pisses on all the food. And people being like, what the fuck are you talking about? But that's a very similar dynamic. Uh, and then, surely, like, just like you said, the second half, it tapers off pretty substantially. And then, it like, what's interesting is it's way more action-packed, but it's not good. It feels no, like, it's th- like a good. very juvenile approach. Like, this is the climax because stuff is happening. You're like, well, it's not the right stuff happening. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, when I was watching this again, because I have that Arrow Blu-ray and then it upscales it to 4K and it's just like, they're shot, like, watching this, you know, from, like, I guess, like, another artist's perspective or something. I'm just like, just cut this, like, when the kid's inside the tanker truck, just cut the scenes where he's in front of that green screen looking at the stuff. Like, you could just have him looking and reacting to the stuff coming in. That, that green screen, or probably blue screen, looks hor- horrendous on, on like a 4K. I'm like, man, this looks like this looks worse than like those uh, movies that, you know, Psycho, where they're driving and it's clearly like a, just a background and they're standing still. Yeah, I wonder actually if they had used a white cloth for that one, which sounds weird. But like if you look, he has a very definitive white border around him. And generally that doesn't happen with a lot of chroma key, particularly like that's why you use blue and green because of the way it contrasts with the skin. So it might have been that. But yeah, either way, it's it's very jarring. They do a really good job of matting out some of the stuff that happens later on. Like when you see the blob moving around between miniature and you know regular sets, I think it's actually quite impressive. But then that is very noticeable yeah and this is another film too you could make a drinking game out of this like uh because last time i seen it was on a vhs and then i saw it on an older dvd and then for for this episode i watched it on the blu-ray there are so many shots where you see the microphone and there's so <laughs> many shots where you could see the, the the stunt performer where it's they're like in a different wig like when he's laying on the bed and it's going sideways and they're like look look and you could tell they're clearly not moving their mouth and it's a different person there's a the girl character, she's wearing a, it's a guy in a wig. Like I'm like, just why didn't you just? Oh, we just watched Better Off Dead, and when a French girl is teaching John Cusack how to ski, I was like, holy shit, that dude's got a bigger frame than I do. <laughs> Her stunt man. Yeah, so this is the one where the stunt man's almost played the lead characters. So, hello, all you mutant goons. How are you guys enjoying our Thanksgiving month so far? If you wish to chime in or just say hello or if you wish to request anything special please join our patreon at patreon.com slash slashers pod and if you want any cool swag don't forget that we have our Redbubble at slasherspod.redbubble.com enjoy uh. oh can i go back to the beginning of the episode yes oh there are a few movies that are called stuff and so i made sure i watched the right stuff and so I'm ready to talk about astronauts, guys. Mm. Well, they, they do got astronaut stuff in space. The right stuff is, Adrian, you're looking blankly at me. The right stuff is an astronaut movie. 
it's quite good. Oh, okay. Doug got it and decided that that wasn't a funny joke. You looked at me like you were concerned, like, why did you interrupt? Well, I, I hear something for you for going right back to the beginning. Out of all the movies I've seen, like, this is always the one that has, like, the most jarring opening. There's no no fade to right? black, no fade in. It just starts. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's like this guy, like, old guy that starts in, like, he's probably one of those people that goes to, like, those those clubs. He's like, oh, man, a hole in the bathroom. I'm going to put my dick in there or eat this cream that comes out of this hole. And it's like, who the fuck goes out and eats white cream that comes out of the the ground at an oil rig yeah i remember there's a comedian gary something or other and he used to do a bit about the first person to eat an egg and he was like hey bob i'm gonna eat the white thing that just came out of that bird's asshole uh and it's very much the same of like why would you your first instinct is not to like i don't know that's i i am not the guy to be licking the white goo yeah that's a good point like who, who figured out that uh yeah a lot of this food that we eat here, did it just happen? What came first, the eating of the egg or the chicken? You know, mm. did we eat the chicken first or the egg? And there was an egg inside of it. It was two for one. Yeah, two for one special. Yeah, that's the oof, got a bad joke. Well, that's a Night Patrol joke, actually. <laughs> so, going back to Jackie Kong and Blood Diner. Remember when they're standing oh, yeah. around? Yeah, and uh, she's the the pregnant hooker. She's like two for one special, two for one oh, special. Oh my god! <laughs> right, oh. it's amazing. Can I, we had talked, you had talked a lot uh, at the beginning, Doug, as far as like the movie and the pacing really not working very well. Let me just regale you because mm-hmm. I'm going to be the least popular person in this episode. I've decided that's my title. I want to compare movies that I think this movie is more effective than and less effective than. Does that sound good? Mm, sounds good. Compare and contrast. There we go. And so for those of you who don't know than and then, than is comparative, then is temporal. Let's move on. I realized that I had pronounced the A very heavily for some reason, and so I figured I'd at least give you some edification. I will go on record stating that this movie is more effective than they live. Agree or disagree? You, you know, I, I could kind of see, because this is more towards every person, like the consumer. Like the, like, like the two guys at the end, I, I, I imagine them as like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk when they're mm-hmm. like, eat, eat the yogurt, eat the yogurt. They're like, no, we don't want to do that. So that's kind of how I feel, and that they got hooked on their own stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I do. Well, the thing is with They Live, you want to know why I like They Live so much? Because you got Buck Flowers as the main guy at the end. Yep. So, you know, this one, oh, this has got Chocolate Chip Charlie, which he, he's got to be in more stuff. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I could see this one being more on consumerism and commercialism. So like, like Coca-Cola, I feel like they were really making fun of Coca-Cola in this. Aid, what do you think? I don't know. That's a tough one for me because... Yeah, I guess I, I agree with Jake in this instance for once. Just the reason <laughs> that I think that's the probably the best comparison is because just like Doug mentioned at the beginning, it keeps such an incredibly brisk pace where you feel like you're almost missing stuff. Then the end doesn't really add narrative elements. It just feels convoluted because you're adding action set pieces that don't do anything. But when you get to the eff- efficacy of it all, you're basically talking about the perpetuity of these brands and consumerism and capitalism. And it's a very carnivorous, feral experience, right? Like you can call Elon Musk evil, but if we were all wolves and he was a wolf that just had more kills to his name, you'd be like, okay, that's just the way that wolves work. It's just somehow more evil the way that we view it because we have a sense of rationalization and everything. My next statement more effective than Soylent Green, more effective than Children of the Corn. Agree or disagree? 
not as much as Soylent Green, but better than Children of the Corn. Well, Children of the Corn is more on religion, I think. Like, it's just the yes. cult of religion. So this is this is more, I guess, kind of like that, but consumerism. Like, this is more like Cabbage Patch Kids and Coca-Cola and uh, whatever. The new, I actually, this compares to, like, iPhones. Fairly new well, iPhones yeah. out. We must get the new iPhone. You're not part of the family unless you have iPhone 13. I can't wait for people to start bio-integrating their stuff, bionic style. Like, remember in, in the Total Recall remake when they put the phone in the hand? It's like, that's when it's going to be. Then it's going to take over your brain, like Skynet. And then the Terminators, that's how they get the endoskeleton inside of you is through your phone hand. I must have blocked out all the Total Recall remake because I don't remember that. Movie's not that bad. If you call it anything but Total Recall, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. My last one that I think it's more effective than. Are we ready? Drum roll. It is a movie we've done on this show, but I don't think either of you were on the episode. Phantoms. More effective than Phantoms, which the book came out two years before this film. You have a viscous evil substance that is sentient that takes over a town that is evil and primordial and you don't necessarily get its point in in phantoms it becomes that it thinks it's the devil because it games omniscience and sentience this you just never have it at all but i think that this is just a way more direct linear path and while a lot of people are critical online like oh yeah just work you just Get on the radio and people believe you? What the fuck is that? And I'm like, do you want the scene where they're going back and forth and debating on the the internet? Well, not the internet. The radio? (laughs) Like Elvis Costello, the radio, radio, no. Radio, no. Well, Aid, why don't you go first? Because honestly, I haven't seen Phantoms. I, I haven't seen Phantoms either. And I don't think I even listened to the episode. Well, then, I'm really glad that I belabored that point. (laughs) Well, I disagree about Children of the Corn, but I think Children of the Corn is way more, I think, effective. But I mean, yeah, because whatever it is, it's like some sort of like evil entity that it comes in through the corn, right? So yeah. I I don't necessarily know if like the stuff is really is this I guess the stuff is aware. That's aware. It's it's aware. Yeah, it's funny how it did because I, I picked up on this with the. Uh, it's like the stuff is all one thing because if it goes, yes. if you get it in your body, it makes everyone else aware. So it's like a big telephone thing. Very hive mind. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so the movies, it's not as good as the faculty, right? I mean, I think that one's way better in its context and also. Despite being way more niche in the high school setting, I think that applies very generally to just a human experience. Whereas this, if you didn't live in the 80s or don't have like a con- like a consciousness of the 80s, a lot of this style of media and marketing doesn't really exist because it's just archaic. Now you'd have to do influencers or something. Yeah, well, see, here's here's my thing on it. Like what I really wanted from the stuff, like just from like the poster and stuff alone – I, I didn't I didn't think it would be like consumerism and all this stuff like like how they live is with you know this huge subtext. I wanted it to be more like this small town and they got this yogurt and it's almost like the blob from Creep Show 2 where it's you know people are getting ingested by this by this yogurt and it's starting to spread. So you know what I mean you could really do like I don't know like, that's more horror. This film really does turn into action halfway through. Like that's what I really wanted was like like evil yogurt that melts your body. Or, or takes you over and turns you into a zombie, which you do get in this one. But like the soundtrack and stuff, it sounds like Ghostbusters 2 music, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a product of the 80s, especially like with Jake was saying, with the, with the marketing, when she's making the commercial. And obviously with the 80s, it was so 
so obsessed with consumerism and commercialism and all of that, you know, like you need to have all the new stuff. And not only that, but just especially with the mom eating the stuff, she's just saying that, you know, it's diet, I'm dieting, I lost all this weight. So that was like a huge fad too. Yeah. So it's like a huge fad and stuff. So like I can see like what it's commenting on. I don't think it's effective in the second half because I feel like it turns into like a proud boy Trump special at some point. And I'm oh. like, what the fuck? The way I read it is that he's manipulating them to his own advance and that he doesn't necessarily align himself, but it's just the lesser of evils, which is a certainly a moral conundrum as well. But I don't think that it's pro weird militia, but I don't think that it's far enough away from that given stuff like, let's say, Ruby Ridge, which would come years later. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's understandable. That went really dark. I'd <laughs> let's talk about goop monster, shall we? <laughs> well, well, one thing I I, I like too is that uh, even the dogs are addicted to the stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, like uh, like like maybe I would say that to Mister P, but the dog's getting mad at him. He's like, "No, I'll buy some more tomorrow. I'll buy some more tomorrow, doggy. No, no." So. <laughs> You know, I've done that before. I'll buy some more tomorrow. Oh, let me ask you guys a question. Which has the better fake commercials, this or RoboCop? And there is a right answer. Oh, my God. There is a right answer. Are we talking about RoboCop 1 or 2? I'll even take 2 because I think that RoboCop 2s are superior to this as well. Yeah, because you get that guy from Gremlins 2 with the electric uh, jolt uh, (laughs) car, (laughs) the the anti-theft device, which that's my favorite one. Here's this one. I feel like this one was they were really making fun of Zaza Gabor. Zaza Gabor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like, when I was a young buck, I've always wanted to try something in my life. And now I've found it. It's the stuff. And like she like watch it. She doesn't even move her teeth. Uh-huh. So um, this one, this one's more. I feel like these are like more John Waters esque uh, uh, commercials than anything. Okay, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, where RoboCop's more satire on. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like it's it, it, RoboCop's is better, but uh, you know this one is making more fun of like the Jaja Gabor. You ate this yogurt. It's almost like Hannibal Lecter if he made like a commercial <laughs> for meat. So. I, I know you're the, doing it so creepily. <laughs> I think Martha Stewart, I read this, was dating Anthony Hopkins when Sir Anthony Hopkins, excuse me, when they were doing Silence of the Lambs. And then after seeing the movie, they had to break up because she couldn't dissociate him from the character of Hannibal Lecter. I don't know if that's true, but I read it. And so I'm repeating it. That's the way the internet works, right? Well, maybe they interviewed him and he's like, oh, I got some of my inspiration from her. Yeah. From her cooking. <laughs> she is a felon. Just saying. I mean... She's been closer to Hannibal than he has. Okay, don't you come for my Martha, okay? She's my fucking number one hero, so she's Pamela shush. Martha Falker. She she had she had a little bit of a hiccup, but she's back, baby. She's well, back. Martha Stewart's doing stuff with Snoop Dogg now. I just saw some candle ads where she's like, oh, it's these, these new lighters are great for candles. And Snoop Dogg sitting next to her and more. Nice. Oh, yeah. Jake, you're right. She did date him, and Boom. she stopped dating him after... Silence of the Lambs, and she was telling Howard Stern this in 2006. <laughs> there we go. And I've never listened what to a single episode. What the fuck is Martha doing at Howard Stern? <laughs> I love it. And that's pre-prison, if I'm not mistaken, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or whatever they call prison for rich people. Who cares? They call it uh, Cancun. Oh. <laughs> Don't say that. Really quick. Before we get into the the rest of the movie, the effects. I was thinking about violence and everything can we talk quickly in terms of the gross out effects on this film where are we ranking this in the pantheon of like great 80s goop monsters and stuff because 
this movie is just never going to win for me on effects because I have street trash, I have body melt, I have the blob. This is almost an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Some good moments, like with Chocolate Chip Charlie. What's your favorite effect from the film? Well, my, mine is the Chocolate Chip Charlie one. And then the the glimpse of it, when he punches the guy in the face and his face opens and then you get the yogurt. He's like, yep. And you get all that stuff coming out. So that's a great effect. Yeah, it's it, it's funny because, OK, so before we go on on that, that I used to have House on VHS okay. and they had the trailer for the stuff. So I had not seen the stuff before, but I watched House before as a kid. And this, they, the trailer is super scary. Like just go to YouTube and look up the stuff trailer. Yeah. And it's like this guy. It's like warning the stuff. If it's in your fridge, get rid of it. And uh, they're showing like all the effects, like the dog coming out, and then Chocolate Chip Charlie, and then the and the the music is really creepy. It's not like the music that's actually in the film. And so you know when you legit see this, you think this is like a effects driven like horror like yogurt film. Yeah. They don't do that in the final fucking product. Get the fuck out. It's but weird, right? You, yeah, it's very weird. But watch the trailer. In, in fact, if you guys haven't seen it, watch the trailer first, and then watch the film. You'll see what I'm talking about. Well, actually, going to your point before we get to aid was Larry Cohen was very critical of the way the movie was marketed because it was marketed as a straight horror, but he never envisioned it as such. He had a very a capricious kind of almost mischievous take on it. And this was almost supposed to be, you know, satirically violent. Uh, so I think that that's a key element, because if you see something that severe and you see a movie this silly, you're going to be like, what is Cowboy Boots guy? But aid, what do you think? Oh, no, I agree, because like. And I'm not surprised that they would have marketed it as horror because, you know, this was in the mid 80s. The slashers were really big, like horror was was doing well. Right. So and then also too, one of the scenes that I liked and I realized because I was watching it, I'm like, what does this remind me of? Was the scene in the hotel where the, the stuff was going onto the ceiling because they use that same room, that same Prop and Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Yeah, with Johnny Depp. And uh, even at the beginning where um, Tina's on the ceiling. So. Like, I'm glad that they are able to reuse this room for like several different movies because it's not just this movie that's used that that cranky thing. Right. Whatever. I don't know. What do they call it? It's just a giant room that they could turn. So it was a good effect. But I'm like, what does this remind me of? Like, oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, oh, I bet you it's that same thing. And I looked it up and it was and I was so proud of myself. So anyway, <laughs> at a girl. <laughs> Yay. I know. I do that all the time when I'm looking at the backdrop of like TV. I'm like, that's the monster's house, you son of a bitch. Oh, but yeah, I, I think that it's like it is a silly movie. It's funny. I think that Mo is funny at times. Like I did, you know, I forgot how ridiculous it is. Because I remember watching this as a kid and, the, and I remember seeing the trailer on different movies. Doug, you're right, because it's not just this movie. It's on the trailer of it's on a couple of different other movies that I have that I used to have on VHS. Yeah, like those New World, all those New World video ones always had the trailer for the stuff. And it was like a short, it was like a 30 second trailer. And it was, it's the creepiest thing. Like literally like at, when we're done here, look at that YouTube trailer. I got, I got the fucking gardeners blowing each other with the, with the soon to be. I love that every time you mention that, like we almost always edited it out, but I think we have to leave it in this time just because I love the visual every time you say that of like two grown men basically playing tag with leaf blowers. Oh, you stop. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Big John. Yes, Little John. Oh, wait, no, that's a Halloween Kills joke. Uh, so. <laughs> I thought that that was going to be from Sherwood Forest. Am I right? A little bit of Rob. Oh, no. Well, they're they're about to get pissed. I, they should make a movie called, uh, you know, The Day They Stopped Cutting the Grass because they're going to start rioting soon because uh, in California, in a few years, gas-powered lawnmowers and blow, um, leaf blowers are going to be illegal in California. Mm -hmm. So Get your Ryobi from Home Depot like I did. 
plug that shit in. It'll always be a dead battery when you need it most. Exactly. What are you going to do when you're a gardener, though, you know? You got a truck full of stuff, and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. There's a horror movie in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have a yard, so I don't have to worry about those things, at least. So. Then where does your milkshake bring all of the boys? I don't know. To the balcony, I guess. <laughs> to the balcony. <laughs> Good well, luck riding with action. that. Yeah, on the third floor, uh, it's like it's like oh, you can see the third floor apartment as seen on LiveLeak or oh. bestscore.com. dot com. So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so back to the stuff. Oh, why is Danny Aiello in this movie? By the way, like what the fuck? <laughs> it's like so random. <laughs> well, do tell Vickers. What yeah, is that? The- Vickers, Mister Vickers, and I don't even like. I still don't even understand his. Like, you know, and I was like doing laundry while I was watching that part. I'm like, why the fuck is he in this movie again? And he's only in it for like five minutes and then it's it. Like, we really needed the quote metadata for Danny Aiello in this movie. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I definitely want the the Google podcast algorithm to pick that. So let's just say his name like five times and then hope that he appears behind us in the metadata, even though he died two years ago. Oh, my God. That's terrible. So that, that's all I have to say. I have, I have no other comment. Okay, I'll pick another actor from the film and just riff on them. So there's obviously there's Scott Bloom who pays Jason, right? And then they did a really clever thing by casting his brother, Brian Bloom, because they both have the haunting eyes of Satan. I know, they're like so blue. Jesus Christ, it's like Damien from The Omen or something. But uh, Brian Bloom, many people will know him. He did the voice of William B.J. Blackskowitz from the Wolfenstein, the new games. Uh, he's played Captain America. He's a very prolific voice actor, both in video games and, and uh, you know, he's been in movies, but obviously not as big of movie as that. He was in A-Team. You might remember he's the guy who's taunting Bradley Cooper as face. Ah. Yeah, there you go. Doug, pick an actor and just riff on him. Let's get the <laughs> metadata. Well, no, I mean, well, the one guy, Michael Moriarty, I, th- I first, I remember, I thought he was in Howling Two. You guys remember Howling Two? Uh, your your sister's a werewolf because that that guy almost acts the same way uh, as he does in this movie, where he, he thinks he's in a different movie and he's just you know hitting on women and acting like uh, he's the shit. And he comes in, and he's like, he's like, well, I could do more stuff than you. I am corporate espionage. You know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. And, and he and like, dude, you're in the Howling Two. Like, what, what the fuck? You know, actors I can rip on. I don't I don't know. I mean, everyone in here is pretty good. OK, Paul Servino. I he's yeah. very familiar. Um, he's in a bunch of. Oh, that's who he is. He's on. I just watched that for Halloween. Uh, Repo, the genetic opera. He's the opera singer. He's the guy that runs the company. Oh, you go. In that movie. And he, he's he sings opera and, and he's in this film. He's playing the sergeant. He's like, you know, I could throw you right over this this balcony if I wanted to. He's like, yes, I understand. You could go ahead and do that. But let me just tell you something real quick. <laughs> and he's the dad of Mira Sorvino, who is either Romy and or Michelle from the high school reunion. Oh, my gosh. I think she's Romy. Sure. And Michelle is Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. She's also mm. a mimic, which is famous yeah. for being the Slashers podcast episode with the worst audio that I paid someone through Fiverr to try and fix. And I think it's worse. <laughs> which episode was that? Mimic. So that was really early on. We recorded that in my laundry room and didn't realize the reverb off of the device. I thought that it would be muffled and nice and insulated. It was very. Oh, I thought long. you were like recording on spin cycle. Well, you know, and then Paul Servino is always playing a mafia guy. So yeah, he's a yeah, little he, good fella. He's also in Star Trek, though. So let's not uh, be obtuse. 
<laughs> well, do you guys like a lot of Larry Cohen stuff? Because I know a lot of his stuff is hit or miss. Like, like people, like that's how I feel. Like the stuff is people know the the poster or they're familiar with it, but when they actually see it, it's like it's like one of those movies where it's like you watch, you see the poster, and you envision something in your head, and when you watch, it's like hmm. Like when I watched Q the Winged Serpent or It's Alive, Uncle Sam. He did Uncle Sam. Yeah. He wrote it at least. Oh, he wrote it. Okay, because I know the guy that did Maniac Cop and Maniac directed Uncle Sam. And funny enough, Larry Cohen wrote Maniac Cop 1 through 3. Oh, okay. Well, see, maybe that's a different thing. But yeah, Larry Cohen, I mean, you know, kudos to him doing all this stuff. But I feel like his posters are more prolific than when you watch the movie. It's like, like, have you watched It's Alive? Like the one with the killer baby? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great poster. It's an okay movie. Just like Uncle Sam. Great poster. Okay movie. You know, like this stuff. Great poster. Say it with me now. Great and poster. Okay, movie. Oh, but a kick-ass thirty-second trailer. Like, just, just seriously, I can't, I can't talk. I'd rather watch the trailer on repeat because that trailer scared the shit out of me as a kid, and that's why I thought this movie would be so fucking scary. Because I'm like, man, maybe this yogurt's expired in my fridge, and that'll happen to me. My mouth will get there open. And Those probiotics become pro wrestler biotics and kick your ass. Yeah, which is funny. They do have a saying in this movie where he's like, I saw the yogurt move when the kid's telling the the, the family. And it's like, yes, son, everything's alive. There's, uh, you know, there's germs inside there that move around microorganisms. It's in everything we eat. You know, that reminds me of Invader Zim. Remember when he gets the germ goggles and he goes to like the fat people fast food place and it's just green germs everywhere? Yeah, that, that's Chuck E. Cheese and Pizza Hut all in... Uh. Man, that shit's anti-consumerism and fat people, too. This is all... <laughs> well, you want to know what the grossest thing is? You brought it up here, but uh, have you ever been to, like, a Pizza Hut or, like, a, just, like, a pizza chain? You sit down during dawn, like, when the sun is really pouring into the windows, and you can see all the grease and oil stains on all the seats. Oh, it's like God, w- It's like yeah. when the, the sun's starting to go down, and it's just super bright coming in. And it's so depressing. You see the blinds that have, like dust and stuff stained in there and you're eating all this greasy food it's the most depressing thing in the world that it's like 6 p.m time that's why pizza was meant to be delivered yeah well i don't i would never order from there because having worked there as my first job like i can tell you that the pans that they prep the dough in like always grow mold and they still throw the dough in there and make the pizza in it so there you go. There's your microorganism in your well, pizza. I remember, I remember back when I went to a pizza hut, like when I was uh, younger, there was this, like we ordered pizza and there was a big piece of hair in there. And it was a bit, it was a nasty piece of hair with a white root at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. So and so nasty. my dad goes in and he slams it on the counter. He's like, he's like, look, I just ordered this pizza and there's hair in here. And instead of like the, the, the girl at the counter, she didn't say, oh, I'm sorry. Let me see what I can do. Oh, le- oh, that's horrible. She said, dad ain't know my hair. Well, no, not daddy ain't know my hair. That that's you should say that's not my hair. That's what you call a double negative, which means it is definitely your hair, you gross cretin. Well, no, it's just like that one like and I remember that dat ain't know my hair. And that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> dad ain't know my hair. Well, you know, I mean it's like it's Pizza Hut. We're not dealing with, you know, rocket science, you know, major people or whatever. So I mean High school kids and people who can fold a pizza box. Like, that's it. Oh, man. So let's let's go to, to the lady, Andrea Maracovici. What do we think of her? The marketing wizard extraordinary. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a good director. So she's like one of the ones that uh, she was the movie di- or the, the commercial director, right? Right. Yeah, she's like, oh, 
bring me my dress. Oh, bring me this. I'm going to go out to lunch with him. Like, th- dude, that's not how that works. He's going to be like Alec Baldwin. He's going to be on set and he might have a gun or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, I just find it hilarious that he goes in there. Oh, she's 72. I just clicked on her name. But he goes in there and like just comes in off the street. Like there's no security, right? Like he just goes into her studio and wants to take her out to lunch. She's like, yeah, I'll, you know, where's your limo? You know, I have my limo. Oh, I have my limo. And then you're just going to go eat lunch with some random ass guy who just broke into your studio. And I mean, it's very James Bond of him. Imagine if he was like a new James Bond. Like people would probably hate. I don't know. What do you think? He just comes in. Well, I'm 007 Mo. And that's why they always call me Mo, because I always want Mo. <laughs> I always want Mo money. I'm like, oh my god, that is so. Funny. Like, you know how cringy you sound, dude. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm embarrassed for you. But you walk around with your snakeskin cowboy boots that you probably bought off the back of a truck in the New York uh, alley somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and she's interesting too because it's it's just his charm that does it because he even admits he has no proof so she's just gonna change her entire worldview and be like okay sure oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take your dick and and everything you say is sacrosanct and that's the way it works it doesn't work doug you know this you inseminate a woman she never listens to you again that's just science i know it's it's called the uh the leg lock routine <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, that how I was I supposed to control it, you know? Oh well, that's for a different story. So, oh my god, what is going on? But I can say, like, the stuff is really one of the first films I've seen where someone eats shaving cream. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've always thought about them. Like, well, I think if I ate the stuff or shaving cream, I think I'd have a worse reaction to shaving cream. I don't know. Yeah. And, and the thing is, he didn't have to eat fucking shaving cream. He's like, go up to your room and finish it, and then you could come down when you're done. It's like, so why did the kid bring down shaving cream? It's like, dude, you could have just dumped it in the toilet and just said you're done. Just dump it, and then he's walking around with it. Oh, I don't know. Well, like, he's like, uh, he's like the he was uh, the avocado mukbang guy before YouTube became popular <laughs> with it. It's like I'm gonna eat this thing of shaving cream for the views. Oh my god, yeah. But like it was, it was, and then it was sad though. Like he lost his whole family, basically. Like, oh, that's so sad. Poor Jason. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he's like better. I don't know. Okay. Here's the other weird thing too. So, uh, the, so snake boot guy, I'll just call him that. He like drives up. He's like, come on in, come on in. Like, did he, he didn't know this guy before or anything. He just jumps into this random dude's car. Yeah. That's not what we should be telling kids. That's, that's not the good <laughs> idea. He should have a negative consequence to that. His life shouldn't be saved. Yeah, he's like, he's like, kid, I saw the yogurt move too. Come in my car. Yeah. You want to see some more yogurt move into yeah, your yeah. body? And the kid spit, yeah, and he like spits out. He's like, sorry, sir, I vomited in your car. He's like, yeah, you'll pay for that later. Save some for me. So the movie you want kids to watch when it comes into getting into cars, other people, Mystic River. Oh, God. <laughs> you get you'll never Mystic get River? anywhere near another vehicle. I don't, I won't be within 12 feet of a car now. Which is, you know, it's funny, like we're talking about all this stuff nowadays of like, oh, don't go in random people's cars or hitchhikers. I just picked up a hitchhiker when we went camping. I, I realized I'm like, you know, I, I never done that before. You did that for real? We, yeah, me and Yahira were driving down and there was two people hitchhiking, but they were near Mammoth. So I'm like, you know, if they kill us, you know, at least they'll be, you know, but, but I felt bad for them because I'm like, there's nowhere to go around here. Yeah, but they but ended what up a uh, place to hide a body, Doug. You might have been in, in an unmarked grave next to a beehive. Doug, we just did Near Dark and <laughs> yeah. they picked up, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we literally 
just did a movie about why you shouldn't pick up hitchhikers. I know. And I, and I picked him up and Yahira's like, well, I guess so. She's like, I don't know if this is a smart move. But no, I mean, they had hiking equipment. So I figured they just needed a, a lift where we were going. Oh, so. so they had one of those like spiky things that you spiky stick things, into, yeah. the, into the mount An side of the pick, mountain. Yeah. yeah and like- I, had, I had my sunglasses and they're the little Bose ones. They have like little speakers in there. And uh, the, I, the guy was like, I'm like, yeah, we're just talk, making small talk. And he's like. I noticed uh, you have Bose headphones. How do they feel? They sound they sound good. Like, and he's wearing like sunglasses, and they have the mask and everything. They have a hoodie, so they're I don't wearing know what I was hoods thinking. up. They're wearing, oh they're wearing hoods up. And you just what? Well, the guy was wearing hoods up. The girl wasn't. So I don't know. Like, I don't, I felt oh bad for him. The Unabomber, so. ring a bell, Ted Gazinski. He's gonna eat you and poop in his garden. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I just saw random hikers with hiking sticks and a uh, and a pressure cooker. So I'm like, and you know, what what wrong could they do? I don't know where you're probably in the pressure cooker in the woods, but you know, <laughs> pressure cooker. Yeah, they had a fucking pressure cooker. I don't know where that came from. Oh my god! And then I dropped him, and then we got went to the spot. I'm like, oh, we're going down here, and he's like, okay, we're gonna walk hike the other way. I never seen them again. So for those people, maybe maybe they're listening because I, I had a slashers podcast. Those little pins. I'm, I think I gave him one. The ones with the little hentai Jason. Oh. Out there. I'm like, yeah, we do the podcast, so maybe they're listening. So if you guys are listening out there, I hope you guys survived. And thanks for not killing Doug. Yeah. Now I think about it, what if it was that the guy that killed his girlfriend? Yeah, that was just watching the 2020 yesterday. Danny oh, Petito shit. or Gabby Petito, yeah. Yeah, Gabby Petito. No, I don't think it was them because it, it um the girl was Asian, so yeah, it wasn't her. <laughs> well, no, they're both dead now, so of course it wasn't them. But no, that's allegedly. the first time that racial distinction has ever disproved someone from committing a crime. It's usually cops <laughs> doing the reverse, right? They were blank ethnicity. Surely they've done it. Oh, my God. No, yeah, well, I don't know. But that's my story. So all you listeners and viewers out there, uh, if you guys pick up hitchhikers, don't pick them up on the hood of your car. Just pick them up on the side. So, And, and we're not condoning the picking up of hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah, but it worked out. On so. It worked out. Yeah, they, they went to where they were. And then they said, too, maybe they're on YouTube because they said that they're going uh, – they're hiking 200 miles on foot. So that's like their goal to go to like one point to the other. So I'm like, okay. Oh, so when they post their YouTube video, you should definitely comment underneath and say, you didn't hike the 200 miles because I drove your happy asses (laughs) down the street at the behest of my girlfriend. (laughs) I drove you 15 miles uphill. So (laughs) with your goddamn pressure cooker. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't give me tip or anything. I thought, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, this is an Uber. (laughs) They didn't even give you any gas money. (laughs) No. Well, jokes on them because when I was going downhill, it was charging the car because it was a Prius Prime, so it gets to. So I wasn't using gas. So I'm like, oh, this baby's not using any gas; it's straight battery. I don't even know what's happening anymore with this episode. Well, we're going back to that kid that just goes into the random oh, guy's yeah, car. Just yeah, in. just like, and then dude, what do dickhead that. kid gets inside the tank? Like, that was never going to work out. Yeah, that was Man. like, why did he go in there? He's talking to you. He's like, what are you doing? I'm going to kick your ass. stuff. I'm like, the stuff doesn't give a shit about you. Like, just, I, I don't know. I feel like the stuff, <laughs> here's the other funny thing, too. He references all the people. He's like, he's like, you're not on that stuff. The the stuffies. He calls them the stuffies, oh. right? He's like, he's like, are you one of the stuffies? <laughs> yeah, adding IES to the end of the thing makes it less intimidating. So, yeah, like that cop that pulls them over and then they're out of the truck. They're like, oh, 
we're so hungry, officer. Let's get some of this stuff that's in the bag. And the cop's like licking his lips. He's like, mm. Yeah, and then he goes down to eat, and then they just elbow him in the back of the neck. <laughs> Fucking macho man. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Gotta get me some stuff. Rises to the top. Now let's talk about the cream of the crop in this film being the stuff. What do we think? I'm just, I'm grateful it never looks like cum, frankly. Uh, anything else that we can say positive about that goop? Well, I mean, uh, you know, other than, you know, Pornhub's most uh, common thing, this is more white stuff than that. But uh, no, honestly, like the stuff, the stuff kind of looks good. It looks like caulk or is it cock? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it caulk? Cock. Yeah. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> so would you eat, would you eat cock? Like, I don't really know how to, you know. But I eat cock. <laughs> that's a, that's Boy, a loaded question. How do you think I got through law school? Oh, yeah. Well, see, there you go. Check out our uncensored artwork for uh, Thanks Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And I, miss, I really wish that they had OnlyFans when I was in law school. I would definitely have not been six figures in debt. Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, damn, I'm just going from gig work to gig work. I might as well get OnlyFans and just see where it goes. You know, there's people pay good money for foot pictures. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of those things. I'm like, I don't care. I'll crack eggs on my feet. I and frankly, I have no shame. You could solve the unanswered questions of our day. Like, how many fists can I fit in my asshole? Uh, have you seen 29 needles? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> how many severed fingers can you fit in an asshole with glue before it before it hardens up? I think that was right. on the, um, was it the Yeah, it was on the, the interview episode. I did. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I'm like, there's a movie I'm never going to see in my life. <laughs> well, the funny thing is when 29 needles came out, they had 29 of those severed fingers. And they were when you pre-ordered the movie, you'd get one of those twenty-nine things that were up the guy's ass. So, oh. but they're they're they were like in resin now. So they, I wonder how they smell. I don't know. I didn't I didn't pre-order the movie. <laughs> yeah. okay. I hope it comes That's with good. a certificate of authenticity. This was up his ass. Yeah, I don't know. Stephen Byro gave me the DVD when I was on that uh, Let's Stop at the Morgue movie. So it came from Daddy Byro, the god of uh, extreme anal fisting movies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the stuff looked like marshmallow fluff. Yeah. To be mm, honest. Yeah. It's weird because the viscosity doesn't work a whole lot, right? Sometimes it's really fluid. Sometimes it's more fluff like that. Yeah. And then I was reading something about some of it was like made out of fish bones or something. I don't Pure know. Some prop. Yeah. And it stunk really bad and everybody hated it. I'm like, mm, that does not sound fun. Of all the things you could have made. out. I mean, I think it's really cool. I think they could have. It's sad that some of the effects like don't really carry on that well, like especially everything with the green screen and stuff like that, because there's some parts where it's really good, like when they're in the motel room and there's other parts where it just doesn't look real. I mean, I I don't think that they were very consistent in how to keeping it looking, you know, the same throughout the movie. Yeah, we'll see the practical stuff in this movie looks Good. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, that it's 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 appealing. I like I like all the practical stuff. But when it goes to like the shots, they could have cut out the green screen stuff. It's like with people standing in front of things. You don't need that shot. Just cut to like the character's reaction and then cut to that other shot of the effect. You don't need to have someone standing in front of it. It looks so hokey, like especially on like 4K OLED. It's like, ooh. You can even see some of their arms disappear, too. And, like, you can see some of that fuzz, like, you know, when they go off a yeah. green screen like this here. Like so, when we do <laughs> Yeah, when we do that here, yeah. So I'm just like, man, but it, but it's even worse. It's so noticeable. So imagine you going to see this in the theaters back in the day. Yeah, blown up like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I, I imagine a lot of people were pissed when they seen this because they saw that trailer first and they're thinking this is a you know legit scary movie about food, and then you see it like this and it's playing like dun, did it like Superman music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. The drama is not really there. The severity is not really there. I think that, but also like it's one of the hard things to even consider it really a horror movie. That's why I kind of went with a consumerism political satire because I think it's way more effective that way than it is as a horror movie in any way. Mm-hmm. Also, it's an unfair comparison, but I always compare the goop to two pink things, the blob, and then the slime from Ghostbusters 2. And mm-hmm. this can't compete with either of those. Like even the like the bathtub scene, even from Ghostbusters too. Oh, that, I mean, yeah. it's clearly latex that's drawn and and puppeted. But this couldn't even do that. There's a couple times where you could see that there's like a hand or something like the toilet, obviously. But it's just, you know, it's fine. It leaves a lot to the imagination, but it really just doesn't hold up that well. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 convoluted. It's not convoluted because Larry Cohen knew what he was doing. It was the the marketing of the movie yeah. like even like i said look at that vhs cover that's horrifying and then you just see the movie and it's like it's just it's it's like a it's like an episode of mash yeah the last it feels tacked on and the you know it just feels like uh, almost the, the monster squad does this and it's a joke with like the army charging in but this is like actually the end and it's like that's something that a child writes with a crayon larry yeah like like which way you go sarge so you know, I, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's it's found its cult following now. But like I said, it's almost like the it's alive. Well, you know, it's alive is is good. It's just very seventies. Like what I'll say yeah. is like people wearing suits and they're like, rrr, 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 rrr. I'm they all have like, <laughs> yeah, I'm stuffy. Let me go to my old encyclopedia and look at these books here. Like it looks very like you you remember season seven of Tales from the Crypt where all the episodes were filmed in the in England and it's like all that wood kind of oak. Well, yeah, but I, as far as like the, the, the stuff goes, like I like the premise and I really like the idea that you're saying earlier about how that it could be a really good remake if they someone actually picked it up and used practical effects and made it darker and not, you know, less of a commentary on, on consumerism. Because, I mean, not that we don't really have that now, but I think more now I feel like people are just more obsessed with their image and their brand nowadays. Whereas I feel like back then it was more like what you could have. Well, didn't you talk about seeing some asshole posting a picture of him watching Halloween at the theater? Why do you have to just, just why it, nothing is a status symbol, just fucking watch whatever you want to watch. And I think that's a certain thing that even has plagued our little niche is that people feel this like emblematic need of being like, yes, Look at me. I'm at this or I own this instead of being like, I enjoy shit because it's on and I'm dying anyway. So I might as well watch. Yeah, it's that weird. Th- that's the Bugman mentality. You know what I mean? So that's I, I had to go to Urban Dictionary to read what Bugman actually meant. But what did it say? It said people that are basically you ever seen that meme with like the, the guys with like the neck beards and stuff that are always like this, like and they have yeah. like an item. It's like guys that uh, or people in general that like, like just kind of fanboy or gush over like, oh, the newest iPhone is here or Halloween in 4K. The 4K Blu-ray restoration is here. You're an idiot if you only have the DVD version of Halloween. You have to get the 4K. <laughs> so that, oh that's a bug, God. man. So it says the Nietzschean word to describe the opposite of the Ubermenschen. Men who have no spiritual passion or greater vision or drive outside of hedonistic pleasures and consumerism. Yes. So basically the whole, yeah. So it's like, if you, uh, if you don't own the Halloween Fouquet, then you own nothing. You've never seen, you know, stuff like that. And that's why I stopped buying like 4K Blu-rays because I'm like, I'm not going to go into the, 
uh, em- emblematic Bugman mentality. Like I still watch DVDs and VHS. So I'm just confused because we've never had commercials on this show. I didn't think that's what that meant. It's not as funny now. Now it doesn't. It doesn't hit the mark. Well, what did you think Bugman meant? I thought that it was. I had read a thing before that it was basically just people trying to like sound smarter than they are, and I thought that was funny because yeah, I'd probably do that. But like, I I could have capitalized. The sh- I specifically didn't. Like, I barely mentioned Patreon and stuff. So, man, whoever that guy is on Apple, go fuck yourself. Now I'm mad. I thought you were funny for three years of that shitty review being up. But you know what? My official stance has changed. No, the bug man. Uh, what's that one? Like the Doomer uh, meme where it's like the guy. It's like they have the crusty eyes and the face. It's like a pencil drawing with a white background. It's the ones where the. let me try to find it here. But it's hilarious. It's like the, the fat guys that are all, they wear glasses and they have like the bad beard and they're like. <laughs> they're doing that old face mouth like like oh my god it's a new hot wheels track you did i don't know but you just reminded me of the maya he maya who maya haha guy yeah Numa they, they look like that yeah or, or that guy from south park who plays the oh, uh, world D&D. of warcraft where he's sitting down yeah oh, yeah. oh my a, god <laughs> yeah it's sitting down yeah because you want to know what i, I went to I went to some convention. What was it? The the recent one. And then, yeah, like, like I, I hate to keep bringing it in, but these Halloween 4K things, like there's so much stupid drama with it. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, I have the Blu-ray. And, and they all come after me. Then you've never seen Halloween 5 because you don't have the 4K disc. Like, like that's the kind of thing. I'm like, okay, I'm so turned off by this. I ended up selling my 4K Blu-ray player. I have a regular Blu-ray player now. And, uh, you know, I, I started to cut back because I'm like, dude, I still watch VHS tapes like. Not anymore, because you gave your VCR to me, and I've watched yes. about one a day. <laughs> oh, really? Well, hey, that's good. I, I got my other one back from Jackie, and uh, she's like, oh, it's been eating tapes. And so I tried fixing it this morning, and uh, yeah, the, the spindle's broken. And to go in there, that's, uh, you could look on my Instagram. Well, it's probably off now, but I'll post it in my story. But you'll see. I ended up taking a sledgehammer to it, because it just doesn't work. And when I get frustrated with technology, it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Do you need the one that you gave me back? I can get another no, one. No, no, no. I've I, I've got connections to oh, VCRs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I don't think it's that difficult. You can go down to the pawn shop now and just get a VCR for well, like five n- bucks. <laughs> I don't do that because the pawn shop ones. A lot of those are like for VCR for people that are into like older technology. VCRs have like a shelf life on them, so you have to kind of go in and, and buy like specific rubber band pieces for the the bottom because um, it pulls the tape into like a little spinning head, and that head's got to be replaced. Every few years. That's why they had so many VCR repair shops back in like the 90s and 80s um, um, because of that. So I only I, I know someone who has uh, like the newer hookups. So if I'm going to get something, I'll get it cheap from them. So because the one you had, I ended up the one I gave you, Jake, I ended up fixing that one myself. So I gave it new little uh, servos on the inside. Oh, look at so, you go. You're a good person. Yeah. You're a better person than I am. I've never had a VCR to give anyone. Well, that wasn't built into a TV that didn't work anyway. Well, but you gave it uh, the best thing. Like, uh, like it brings me so much joy when you show your kids like Land Before Time or something like oh, that. Like, God it's, damn yeah. it! Were they crying in that movie? Fuck. Like when she they watched it, she was so sad. And then like uh, we tried to put her to bed, and she was like, "I don't want my mom to leave me." And I was like, "Fuck! Never mind your dad, who does everything he can for you." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you imagine uh, that was that self centered? What about that? That's what you people sound like. The all lives matter motherfuckers. You're like, well. I know my kid is crying about how much she loves my her mom, and she should be crying about how much you shut the fuck up. Yeah. All parents matter. All parents, All parents matter. matter. With oh your stay-at-home dad, <laughs> a working woman, <laughs> with your pantyhose with the line up the leg, 
<laughs> well, here's your next goal. Like, honestly, your next task is to have them watch the Brave Little Toaster. Trust me, when, when she when she watches it, she will want to be. She'll love the toaster and she'll want to vacuum every day. Trust me, like it's 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 gonna work. Yeah, my parents are fucking smart, dude. They have a, a little toy vacuum for the kids when they go over. And it actually works. I'm like, how the fuck did you outsmart me and do that at your house? They like look forward to vacuuming at my parents' house. It pisses me off. Yeah, have them watch Brave Little Toaster. That's what happened to me. I was obsessed with the vacuum cleaner when I watched that movie. Because like, you're Dewey from Scary Movie. Doofy. No, I, Damn I, it. I fucked Doofy, the name yeah. up. Well, I mean, I guess it would hurt if you stick your dick in like a Kirby thing where the <laughs> the bristles are spinning, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really wish that the audio <laughs> people could. Could we make like a sound for Adrian's eyebrows? Like, let's put wind chimes on them. So when they go up, it tinkles. And when it goes down, it tinkles. Because yeah. Jesus Christ. No. Yeah, like it'll make little that. bell sounds. Have you ever watched the autopsy of Jane Doe? Like, it's the corpse, but when her, <laughs> when her feet shiggle, it's like little oh bell God. sounds. <laughs> so that's all you got to do. Man, we've gotten really off topic on the stuff. We, we really have, yeah. There's not a whole lot of stuff in the stuff to discuss. In the stuff. A lot of it's just kind of, yeah, a lot of it's just kind of like Larry Cohen stuff like with this. I feel like everyone was having a good time. I feel like everyone had a good time making this movie. And then when you put this stuff together, it was everyone's like kind of different ideas. And, you know, it was just like, oh, that worked. Like, I felt like it was very Ed Wood almost while he's like, cut. That's great. You don't want another take? No, that's fine. We'll fix it. We'll do something with it. I think that's a very fair act. I mean, it, it doesn't feel very cohesive. It feels like it very abruptly shifts and it feels like it shifts due to circumstance, not because that was ever any kind of particular vision. You know, the fact that he conveniently like knows a general who doesn't just murder him, I guess, after he kind yeah. of gets blackmailed is just odd. But even then, it's still more straightforward and and forward motion than stuff like They Live. Like, I love They Live. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the fucking four chord guitar progression that goes through the entire movie, no matter how many times I have to hear it. Uh, but like Roddy Piper is super charismatic. Keith David is fucking amazing. Some of those key visuals are fantastic. I just think that this is a, a way more concise and straightforward version. Um, so there's just, you know, when you get that way, you're not sitting there talking about an improvised fight scene that lasted for fucking four hours. Literally, I think that Roddy Piper's WrestleMania appearances were shorter than his fight with Keith David in They Live, including entrances. Boom. There's your knowledge. Yeah, that was a good fight scene. I I, I had money on on. Uh, well, no, they both. It's like to put on fucking glasses. Like too bad you can't do that when you go to the mall and people are like, "Can, can I spray you with this perfume? Try the sample." No, you just keep punching them. Like still, please let me spray the perfume. Like they don't stop. Yeah, they, that's where you just you beat them up and then you say, "Put on the perfume." Like he tells them to put on glasses. I just realized they live and the stuff are exactly the same length. I would. Oh, wow. I'm completely beside myself. I I feel like they live as a two hour movie easily. Yeah, there, there's a lot more. I, in fact, when I last time I watched They Live, like I think I fell asleep like a few times because like, I watch it at night. Like I can't watch movies in bed. I have a TV in my room, and it's like that's the death sentence for movies. But um, no, they. I fell asleep on They Live last time, and I'm just like I can't do it. I mean, so honestly, it's just 
it's one of those movies that's betrayed by it's being a great concept and its execution just isn't that great. And it's, it's frustrating because I feel like it has a mythos that far surpasses the movie by this point, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it would work great. I thought about this. The uh, um, if, if they were to remake this movie, this would definitely be one that they could almost do like a fly thing where this movie, instead of being Ooh. about yogurt, it's still called the stuff. But with social media and, you know, all these people on like like Billie Eilish or like all these like, you know, uh, Instagram models and stuff are like, oh, we found kombucha. Because do you know what kombucha is? Kombucha, it says microorganisms at the bottom and you could see them moving around. So I'm like, what if they found like this rare thing from the ocean and they use it as kombucha but it's actually this this microorganism that takes over people just like the stuff because it'll be a remake of the stuff there you go but it's it's going towards social media people and they're like you must try this and take it over and you know submit to everything and you know it's it's the stuff but with um more horror and it would take place you get you start off lower budget for like the first movie and it would take place in a small town maybe in like a cabin and uh, you get almost like a slither effect where the townspeople are becoming you know, this kombucha zombies and when they squirt out kombucha and like it, it seals doors and stuff and it can melt through things. And uh, oh. I don't know. I just think it would be really cool with kombucha because there's a lot of stuff with that. And kids these days love kombucha. I love kombucha. They What's are wrong delicious. With kombucha? It's an well, acquired so I think it's like it's like drinking vinegar and salt to me, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it just depends on like where you get it and who, well, whatever. So, yeah. But no, I think that's actually a really good idea. And it could definitely tie into now, like, you know, be more in the present day and have mm-hmm. something like that for sure. Because people would be able to identify with that, um, especially Jennifer Lopez, because she loves it, too. Yeah, like all this soy, soy milk, too. Well, the thing is, like soy, I had an argument with uh, with a family member recently. Not an argument, just like a, but so soy, it's like, you shouldn't be drinking soy because you turn into a soy boy beta cuck. And what happens is when you drink soy, men shouldn't be drinking soy because they get triangle tits. Like you ever seen those guys with like triangle tits? Yep. They're like the Madonnas. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Like does soy actually do that? Like I have no. I never drank. I've been vegan for over fifteen years, and I've never gotten tubby tits. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just I want to riff on what Doug said. Instead of it being subterranean, though, can we do it like Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop products, where it's instead of deep within Mother Earth, it's deep within a mother, and it's the bacteria from in there that makes the booch. And oh, then like the sm- smegma. It's just like the Jennifer Lawrence movie Mother, where it's a symbol for people killing the environment through fertility. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, people do eat that stuff too. That's uh, that's placenta, isn't it? I don't know. Oh God. Yeah, people do eat it. That's pretty fucking nasty. We could call it the beast of the yeast. The <laughs> beast. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like my kid is special. Why? Because they were born with yeast infection in their mouth. So oh like he had a yeast infection. Like, oh, like yeast. You look at that kid. That kid's never been sick. Why? Because I yeasted in his mouth and it was infected and his immune system built up from there. Now he's the CEO of a brewing company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He, he does craft beers. People who make craft beers and brag about it are exactly merit as much respect from me as people who make their own candles. Uh, well, have you ever been to Smog City in uh, down the street here in, in Glendoris? Smog City is like the sm- smuggest place of like people like when they get the I've never seen it before. That they sit there and get, right next to like a, an elementary school and like wedged between a couple like factories. Yeah. And there's always helicopters and stuff going around down here. You know what I mean? It's like, it was like, oh, you're surrounded. But it's like these people that they get like $7 for a pint of like ale and they just go like this. They, they sniff it. They swirl it around. <laughs> And then they like put their tongue in there like a bear. 
and they take it back out. And I'm like, who the fuck drinks like this? And it's all these frou frou people with like – it's like 80 degrees outside and they're wearing this scarf with like this big witch – it looks like a witch hat. But it's the ones that all these ladies wear and they wear like these long leather boots and they say, my name's Ashley. And after this, I'm going to Starbucks to get a pumpkin spice latte. Douglas, how many pumpkin spice lattes are we up to this season? Because the last time we talked, you'd had two in a week. I had about, I think I've had six. <laughs> I, I, I tried to consume less, you know, I tried to make it less consumer like the stuff because I'm not addicted to pumpkin spice because it, it it dings your wallet. 565, get the oh fuck out God. of here. Yeah, yes. I just had one the other day. It was almost $7. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I? I don't understand. It was a, it was a grande. It wasn't even like a venti. Yeah, that's $7. Jesus. I remember when minimum wage was $7. Like, Jesus, an hour for Yeah, we're working for the man. We're working for Starbucks. That's what this so the stuff knew it all along. I know. I know. Especially it's dangerous cuz I have the app on my phone. So, if I'm out walking Stella, I'm like, "Oh, I guess I'll just get a coffee cuz I got nothing else to do." I know. That's See, that's Starbucks has us. They literally have us cucked. They do. They do. Well, so I don't, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say on this stuff. It was really hard for me to even find how much money it made. Well, it only had a limited theatrical release. That's one of the things with New World Pictures. They did tons of home releases. And so, yeah, you're not going to get an accurate amount. And even if you did get a number, I would be very skeptical as to its efficacy. So we'll just say it probably made more than it cost because certainly it has a long lasting appeal. I struggle to remember a single VHS store that I ever went into that didn't have a copy of it. And it benefited from having four or five redesigns of the cover. And I remember seeing each of those. That was another thing, too. Like you had certain movies like Evil Dead 2 where it's like there was the one cover you saw every time. But there were movies like this, which is you see a lot of when you stop and think about it. Go on Google and look up your favorite movie. And aside from fucking Mondo, you'll see tons of posters a lot of the time. And that's specifically why. Yeah. And, and since we do have it here for you, for you audio listeners here, I just want to put it's a 30 second one, because I know if I tell you to go look at the trailer, there's a two minute trailer. There's a 130. And this is the harder trailer to find. But this is the one that was in all the New World VHS movies. Now, you listen to this and you tell me what you think. Like, honestly, with the visuals, just, just here we go. I'll play it like this sounds fucking horrifying. A living organism. Oh, oh. If you see it in stores, call the police. If you have it in your home. Don't touch it. Get out. It is addictive and destructive. And nothing can stop it. It's gonna kill you! It's gonna kill you all! You have been warned. The stuff. Rated on. And they give it like that really bloody font that looks like the oh, basket case wow. logo. Yeah, and oh it's like God. that horror music, and it's just like that looks horrifying. And so so make sure like that's the one I'm talking about. It's a 30 second bumper for the stuff. That was on all the VHSs. So when you see the movie, it's just, it's like, it's like, oof. it's, um, what's the word? What's the big word we used last time before post nut clarity. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I seen this trailer. I'm, I'm excited. And you watch it. It's like, who the fuck put on Care Bears? You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's what it feels like, you know? Well, what are you going to do? I mean, I think it's, I think it's fine if you're like a kid watching it. I mean, cause I saw it as a kid. Yeah, I saw it as a kid, too. And I just the trailer was the one that the, the 30 second bumper was the one that stuck with me more than the movie itself. Yeah. And that's a shame. So it had to feel like you were like almost being trolled. Almost. Yeah. Like, you know, the tra- they don't even show the main character in the trailer. Snake boot guy. So 
<laughs> He's not even in the trailer. You see the guy getting attacked by the dog, and then you see Chocolate Chip Charlie's mouth opening you, and then you have that kid saying, it's going to kill you, it's going to kill you all. And uh, then you have that guy with the deep voice is like, warning, do not eat the stuff if you see it in your house. Good out. It sounds like the Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving trailer. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not like it was a big spo- like secret that you know Chocolate Chip Charlie was going to end up turning on him or whatever, but still, like, spoilers, bro. Yeah, but I think that's the best effect on there. Now, the thing is, on the Blu-ray, you can see chocolate. Like, they, it, it looks like they use, like, oil pastel crayons on his mouth. Because on uh, you can see it, it's like, hmm, you know, this is just this is just uh, scar wax and crayons. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I, I never thought I would say this, but the stuff holds up better on, like, a bad quality VHS than it does on, like, a Blu-ray. Especially like on a CRTV. I feel like the white, the edges would look a lot better with that kind of, like, you know, white red blue fuzz yeah yeah like like the lower the resolution or not not pixelated resolution but like vhs style to it like it it, the movie would probably the movie looks better on like poorer quality yeah well i think that was that was meant to do that right like i mean i don't think they foresaw all of this well, not, yeah, it's weird. It's like, cause I usually don't say I'm like, like if a movie comes out on Blu-ray, like I'm like, Oh, a new 4k restoration. That's kind of cool. But this is one of the ones where I'm like, Hmm, I think I'd stick with my VHS tape. I don't know. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean for this to be a shit show of ripping on the stuff, you know, a movie that's <laughs> however many years old in the eighties and we're ripping on it, but I'm not ripping on you, Larry, Larry Cohen. You did good stuff. It's just with this one here. This is a weird one where I side with the with the marketing team, I would have sided with them. Like make a movie more like the marketing team did. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, it's a good prototype. It's a good, you know, rough draft. You know, I think a lot of stuff that came after it had a much more cutting effect when it came to consumerism. Like frankly, RoboCop doing the mm-hmm. commercials. I think this like was a great template for what would come two years later. Cause I think that you ham it up quite a bit. These are fairly straightforward commercials. Like there's, not much more than this. I mean, think about David Naughton, the uh, American Werewolf in London and American Werewolf in London. I corrected myself, eat shit and die. But he did the I'm a Pepper commercial for Dr. Pepper, which was incredibly stupid, right? That's a stupid commercial. So this fits in line with that. Whereas the other ones are a little bit hammier and I feel that it's a more cutting satire because of it, it because it's hyper stylized. Is, mm-hmm. is that a little too much? Well, it, well, RoboCop seems like super satire. Like you can tell it's like kind of self-aware with the with the way it's making fun of like the consumerism. This one's not really doing that. Like this one has that old lady that remember, where's the beef? This one, the lady <laughs> just says, where's the stuff? So it's just it's not really, you know, like so it's just it's just recreating something and just putting the stuff in there instead. Like that whole Zsa Gabor thing. I don't even know why Zsa Gabor was so big in the 80s. Yeah, I felt like a lot of that that uh, stuff on the. Walk, you know, the, the catwalk and stuff was very Zsa Zsa Gabor-ish when she was on those talk shows. Zsa Zsa Gabor made yogurt. me feel Zsa Zsa Gabor-ed. Well, Zsa Zsa Gabor, like, everyone thought she was so hot. I'm like, no, she, she's been a cougar since she was a since she was in her 20s. Like, I, like I, 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 she, she's always been old to me. Just like, darling, if you can't have my money, then you must be eating the stuff. Because if you eat the stuff, then you'll be just like me. Walk around in your fluffy high heels and your leather print. You're oh going to do the God. commercial for this week in that voice. That's definitely happening. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got, you got to do it without opening your mouth. Just keep your teeth like this. Oh, yes. 
That is the life of the star. Oh, man, I, I can't like do it. Like the clicking oh tooth Cenobite. Yeah, like that with more Botox. <laughs> or would you say, they call me Motox because I always want Mo. Because I always want Motox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I could see like him being uh, like just getting beat up. It's like, it's like, yeah, they call me beat up McStuff and McMo because I always want Mo. Oh, wait, no, I don't want Mo. I don't want Mo, please. And they just keep beating him. So this guy was one of the characters that needed to get punched a few times. So, Oh, my yeah, no, he needed to go. It's a shame he didn't get stuffed. Yeah, I was hoping he died. Like, I wish Chocolate Chip Charlie survived and it was him that had his head explode. But it, it's funny. But every time I watch this movie, like I said before, it always reminds me of Howling 2 because that's – Howling 2 is the one that had uh, Christopher Lee in there where he's playing it straight. But the other the, the other guy that's playing the main character thinks he's in, like, the naked gun or something. He, he acts just like this guy from the stuff. All right, gang. All right. Yeah, I think it's time to – I feel like this is productive. I know we kind of like petered off towards the end, but really like that, what better a parody for the stuff where it's just like, we're throwing as much as we can at you, but it's just kind of, that's the ending now. It's okay. <laughs> well, maybe the ending, uh, this is kind of like a Thanksgiving meal. Cause you know what happens? We talk about this food for a little bit. You slave over fucking seven hours cooking that shit and you eat for 10 minutes and then you just sit down and have awkward family conversations. So this is kind of what this episode is. We just kind of had random conversations in it. And Oh yeah, that works out nicely for sure. Except I think we like each other better than uh, people do on Thanksgiving. When- <laughs> yeah, you know what you're going to hear at Thanksgiving. So what do you think about this whole pandemic and why am I not getting vaccinated? So- uh, are you, uh, that's exactly <laughs> what it's going to be. That. You guys prepared? So <laughs> The, the Vax talk, it's like, so what do you do with your money? I'm investing in Bitcoin. All right. I'm going to say this. I, I won't say it to the general audience for fear of losing my bar license, but I will share intimate details of a deposition I took on mm-hmm. that topic in the Patreon bonus for this month. Hopefully that's scintillizing to you because there's so few of you, I don't have to worry about losing my life and livelihood. Uh, well, uh, James Coker, uh, he's, he still wants to come on. Uh, I mentioned before, so he ended up getting a microphone, so I'm sure he'll be able to bring in some good uh, juicy drama of uh, Thanksgiving talk here. He's, he's got some funny stories. There we oh, go. Oh, for sure. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. He, he was like, so when are we doing the new episode? I'm like, oh yeah, let's, let's think of one. So <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. Uh, I just wanted to sort of remind everyone that if you want to join the Patreon, please do so at patreon.com slash slasherspod. And don't forget to check out our Redbubble. We got a lot of fun stuff and Christmas is right around the corner and Hanukkah. Yeah. So you've got some gifts you need to be giving away. I think Slasher's podcast merch is the perfect gift for that special someone. Yeah. And see, Christmas is coming sooner than Bill Clinton. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And if you guys uh, join, we try to get some more people to join our Patreon. We can definitely use it. And if you do, I'll give you a gift bag. My mom was going through some stuff and she's like, Oh, I have some of your teeth. And then do you want your baggie of your circumcised dick? I'm like, well, so if any Patreon viewers want teeth or circumcised dick skin, you're going to get cloned from your teeth and dick skin. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Maybe that's some brujeria, like the witchcraft you can do with teeth. I don't know. I watched the show. It's in Spanish. It's on like telenovela, public access, like channel 56. 
um, at like two in the morning. It's this show called La Brujeria. And uh, it, I don't know what they're saying, but they're like going around with like a camera in Mexico and they show all this thing. They're like, we found this little thing of teeth and the witch did this. And it's kind of creepy, but I don't know what they're saying. Like if you know Spanish, I'm sure it's like very entertaining, but I just watch it for the visuals. So yeah, oh you guys God. can do some witchcraft, you know, using my own teeth and circumcision skin. Yeah. Right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway. I don't know where we're going with that. All right, Ooh. someone take us home, please. <laughs> it's Doug's turn. All right, well, uh, yeah, and one more thing. If you guys have a Roku, we got more stuff lined up for you on B-Movie TV. I've got a new episode coming out next week. Um, it is another Western. We're back in Thanksgiving month again, so um, you get your Westerns and, you know, your dry heaving and stuff on B-Movie TV and just nonstop. But anyway, guys, I hope you guys have a really fun prepping for Thanksgiving. Remember, wear your uh, brass knuckled fist when you go into Costco. Get your turkeys, stuff them, fuck them, pluck them, and you'll be ready to go. All right. And this is Doug signing out on Slasher's Podcast. Me and Jake and Aid are all telling you to get stuffed and eat that Thanksgiving twerky. Fuck them, stuck them, fuck them. Yeah, I like, I like all that.